0: Betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on Beastin, the Sports
2: Betting Network.
3: We begin hour number three, Betting Across America, presented by Bet MGM Dave Ross, alongside Wes Reynolds right here on v And to quote Antonio Brown, business is booming right now in the NFL as Super Wildcard Weekend is underway, Wes. Both offenses successful in their first drives of the game in Cincinnati. The Raiders getting three, the Bengals getting seven. Uh, taking a look at the, the live numbers right now, 7.5 for the Bengals as the Raiders begin their second drive. The total up just a little bit, 15.5 despite 10 early points here. What are you seeing so far, Wes, as you try to get a gauge on what we're seeing uh, between the Raiders and the Bengals in this first quarter?
2: Well, neither defensive line has been able to go ahead and uh, get pressure on the quarterback here. As Until the just Raiders now. Are-
3: until just now, Wes, as we get a strip-sack fumble of Derek Carr and the Bengals get the first big turnover here in Super Wildcard Weekend. It's going to set them up at about the Raider 20. blindside pressure. Derek Carr never saw it, never felt it. And here we go, right as you were saying, Wes, that you're right, defense is really uh, optional in these first two drives, Uh, but we get one here from the big defensive end to get that strip sack fumble, and the Bengals will take over, and clearly the arm was not coming forward for Derek Carr and company. And Wes, you you gotta think for the Raiders who looked so good in that first drive to get a small penalty on a procedure to back them up to third and eight, and then disaster strikes here early. So the, the total now has already been reflected here at BetMGM, up to 14 and a half 13.5 uh, rather here at MGM as they're expecting points here with the Bengals taking over inside the Raider 20.
2: Yeah, Foster Monroe, no chance against Trey Hendrickson, and Hendrickson got the strip sack, and now the Bengals are in business. Not exactly great for an under here. It's up to 53 and a half, 12 and a half on the total. So, look, that's what you got to avoid uh, when when you're when you're betting under. So we'll see if the uh, Raiders can go ahead and stiffen up and hold these guys at three. But, yeah, uh, Derek Carr with uh, a fumbled loss there uh, by the leave, I, I believe. Uh, that's thirty-six loss in his career since uh 2014, mm-hmm. Most in the NFL, 75 total fumbles. So Hendrickson uh, got around Foster Moreau. Probably not a good idea to have Moreau blocking that guy one-on-one.
3: No, I'm right there with you, Wes. And again, you, you got to think here. You look at Max Crosby for the Raiders as clearly we, we were assuming the best pass rusher. Hendrickson by far the Bengals' best pass rusher and trying to chip him with, with or block him straight up. With a tight end, we're going to have to adjust that if you're a Raider backer here. And again, third and short inside the 10-yard line for the Bengals. And for uh, underbackers like ourselves, this is not the start you want when you get that big turnover to give the Bengals a really short field here. False
2: false start penalty here, by the way. Raiders have already had a couple. This is Jerome Boger on this game, and his crew will call their fair share of holdings, and will call their fair share of false starts here, so looks like it's going to be third and eight for the Bengals here as we're ticking down late in the first quarter.
3: Okay, about a minute 45 to go there, and again, this is a huge one here for the Raiders if they could hold the Bengals to three uh, with that sudden momentum shift here with getting that big turnover. We'll see what happens here on this third down, but let's look at To the Sunday slate a little bit here, Wes, as we begin our final hour for the day. Of course, Brady Cannon and James Salinas will take over uh, after we are done here. And the Eagles and the Buccaneers. And we've seen, obviously, uh, this number has ticked down because of the wind early in the week. When this line came out, I think it was as high as 49. And that's come all the way down to about 46 we're seeing in certain places here in Las Vegas. And about eight, eight and a half, it's held held pretty strong here uh, throughout the week. But again, that total all the way down to 45 and a half. That's the biggest move on the board this week, Wes. And you always mention this. It's wind more than rain, more than snow that really affects totals.
2: It is, and I'm already on the under here. I didn't even get quite the total best of the number here, but yeah, I think it is pretty much wind determinant. Uh, I think the rain probably going to stop right before the game down there in Tampa. We're supposed to get some showers overnight and also into the morning, but could get gusts up to 20 to 30 miles an hour, so we didn't expect necessarily Tampa Bay was going to be the weather game of Wild Card weekend, but it looks at least in terms of the betting patterns that it is going to be. These teams, by the way, did meet back on October 14th. 28-22 Tampa Bay win, but no cover. Eagles get in the back door. Was 28-7 in the uh, third quarter, I believe. Tampa Bay was, by the way, playing on short rest on a Thursday night you know and uh, uh, just kind of let the foot off the gas a little bit and Mm -hmm. the Eagles were able to get in the back door. I I wasn't necessarily mad at that result but uh, anyway that's a story for another day. (laughs) Look uh, Jalen Hurts rested last week a lot of the Eagles uh, did rest and that's why you saw the Cowboys I think who played a lot of their offensive starters really put a laid a laid some lumber on this team last Saturday night so don't take that score maybe too much into consideration with your handicapping sometimes bettors can become prisoners of the moment kind of bet what they saw last but You know, tough to go against Tampa Bay here in this spot. I'm not necessarily going to lay it because I think they're a little bit shorthanded offensively. That's another reason, I think, for the under. And also the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles got to run the football. And they got to try to run the football because I don't think you're ready necessarily for Jalen Hurts to throw you to a win on the road in the playoff. This is his first playoff start. You look at Philadelphia this year. All nine of those wins were against non-playoff teams. The only team with a winning record, by the way, that they beat was the New Orleans Saints. So Philadelphia one and seven straight up two and six against the number against winning teams this year I, I agree with the way you played it in terms of a teaser option I think Tampa Bay absolutely makes sense as a teaser option here. Uh, I don't know uh, how the Eagles really are going to be able to run the football all that well against Tampa Bay with Vita Bay and everybody in the middle here. And it looks like Tampa Bay, at least on the defense, getting a little bit healthier, not only in the secondary, but also on the defensive line. So I went with the under in this game. It's already moved, though, already. So. I don't recommend necessarily chasing a bad number where you can have 45 right now or 45 and a half rather on the total. Wait for an end game. And when these playoff numbers are so tight, I recommend don't chase numbers that are already moved or not because you always can do the in play here if that's your option.
3: And it's great advice because, again, I think people fall into that trap of going, well, I'll still play it, even though it's come down over a field goal from where it initially opened uh, on that. Total, that's for sure. Very quickly, uh, the Raiders did get a stop and forced a field goal uh, from the Bengals. So it's 10-3 to right now, about a minute to go here in the first quarter. 10-3 to Cincinnati uh, with that lead. So I think even though uh, you don't want to give up points, holding them to three could have been a, a, a disastrous situation for the Raiders as they hold and now just a seven-point game there. Let's get back to And the adjusted
2: Sunday. price, by the way. Mm-hmm. Let me get that in before we go on. Minus 12 and 50 and at BetMGM MGM. If you want to look first half, Bengals minus nine and a half, minus a dollar and a quarter, 27.5 heavily juiced to the under for that first half total.
3: Okay. I'm just gonna say this, Wes, on the kickoff here, it looked like the ball was gonna go out of bounds, but the Raiders decided to uh, basically field oh. it. Inside their own five-yard line.
2: Yeah, you, Peyton Barber had a foot in bounds here. Yeah, wow. so they're going to mark this at the two-yard line for the Raiders. An absolute mistake by Peyton Barber on that return. You got to, you, you got to try to let that go.
3: Yes, you got to let the ball go out of bounds. He clearly, he clearly grabs it while he is still in the field of play. Uh, that is a disastrous start here for the Raiders. Again, ten to three, minute fourteen to go. They'll be starting this possession at their own two-yard line. So let's see what the Raiders can do. Uh, things turning against the Raiders uh, right now. We talked a lot about the, the Niners and the Cowboys uh, earlier. I hope we caught it, caught it in the last hour with uh, Anthony Armstrong here. But, again, that number right now, three-and-a-half for the Cowboys uh, and that over-under at 50-and-a-half. I think I've kind of tried to demonstrate why I think the Cowboys are the right play. But to your point about chasing bad numbers – Do you anticipate this line goes up Wes, before they kick off tomorrow? Because the money, even though I I know it's kind of held at that three, three and a half, is there any chance you think this might get to four?
2: I don't know if it gets to four. I think it's gonna dance around this key number. And obviously we always recommend, depending on the size of your bankroll, to have multiple outs don't just necessarily bet at one sportsbook because you're kind of dead to that number. So, you know, get your BetMGM account. Get your DraftKings account. Or if you're here in Nevada, you know, obviously there are a plethora of apps that you can get out here. So get all of those accounts and try to get the best of the number because that is what you are going to do. These numbers are as tight as they are going to be. So like I'm looking at the market right now, if you have BetMGM, now you got to pay an extra $0.10 if you want to. But that $0.10 you pay today, if you like the 49ers plus three and a half is going to be maybe 20 or 25 cents tomorrow because that always is a premium on game day around key numbers especially at three and seven and look there's some places you can lay flat three right now with Dallas if you want to If just standard minus 110 big some have minus 115 minus 120 so obviously I think you want to shop around here as much as you can and I mentioned this when we talked about this earlier in the first hour I do think that this number is fair you're kind of going with whether you like a certain side or not here because I don't think that there's a really like a line edge in terms of the number here Dave I think this is absolutely fair advantage players if they get three and hook are just going to take the number on principle no matter how they've broken down the game in terms of matchup analysis or what have you so This is not a game that I had a real strong opinion on, and I did not bet it. So that's why I'm going to wait for an end game and whatnot to see. Look, Jimmy G fought through it, that thumb, but you kind of got to worry a little bit. Is that thumb okay? We're kind of assuming it is because he won the game, but we don't know what kind of pain he's in. So that's why I was a little bit uneasy getting involved here.
3: Yeah, I totally agree with you, Wes. And again, if you think Jimmy G can play another clean football game, with that bad thumb against a ball hawking defense like the Cowboys have, okay, I just think that's a risky proposition at best. Uh, by the way, they've come to the end of the first quarter in Cincinnati. It's 10 to 3. The Raiders have a third and short inside their own 10 yard line. You feel like, boy, they really need to at least get a first down here to kind of stem the tide because the momentum's going the other way.
2: Barber mistake lost them 38 yards of field position because that goes out of bounds. They're getting first and 10 from the 40. So uh, a huge mistake by Barber. Raiders going to have third and four from the eight yard line coming back.
3: And it's a good point, Wes, because sometimes the little things are the big things in NFL postseason play. Come on back. It is Visa in the sports betting network.
0: America on vSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: If you have a problem, call one 800 4700 Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. He is at Mandalay Bay. I am here at Circa Sportsbook. And as we mentioned there with BetMGM, when you download the app and you can do your in-game wagering options. And Wes, I say this to you not just because we work together and I, I think, uh, you know, obviously I think you're unbelievable at what you do, but I've seen it each and every week with you on the set as far as in-game goes. And right now, the way the in-game option is going for the Raiders, it's not very good. The, the, t- the total now is up to 15.5. The side, the Bengals in-game, 13.5. When you look at what you've seen here, and the Bengals just got the football back, they're going to have a short field into Raider territory already. Is there anything you would advise here from an in-game perspective or... Would you wait to see how the tone and the tenor of the second quarter uh, continues?
2: Yeah, I think you might want to wait for this drive. My one lean here would be under 27 and a half of the first half, but you're going to have to pay some vig here because obviously at 10 to 3, only 13 points. That means you got to get three scores to beat you here in the first half. But short field right now for the Bengals. They are getting it in Raider territory at the 45. The story of the game, I think, really so far is that the Bengals pass rush is getting home. Raiders have not yet. Now, no time like the present for the Silver and Black, Max Crosby and Gakwe, Those guys got to get in there and, you know, either just hold them to a field goal because they are up against it here on a short field with uh, being sacked on that one yard line. But Joe Burrow looking pretty solid right now, 5 of 8, 65 yards and a touchdown.
3: And very quickly to that end, Wes, because I think what, what people have to realize if you're going to get in in-game, whether they're going to do it now or maybe hop in at halftime, you have to look at adjustments, Right. When you look at Gus Bradley and you look at the Raiders defensively, we talked about this before the game. They don't like to blitz. Do you think no. West that he might try to get out of that, or do you think he stays the course of what's gotten the Raiders to where they are now? He
2: he may mix he may mix it in a little bit, but I don't think he's going to like send the house up, like you know like maybe Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, would do. So you know I think that they're going to stick with what they're doing. And look, Joe Burrow has absolutely killed it against the blitz. Mentioned those numbers early on, but right now he's doing so uh, so far so good against this Raider zone. But we know that's what the Raiders want to do they want to try to get pressure with that front four but if that front four is not getting home they're probably going to have to mix in something
3: all right so right now they just ran jamar chase on a little wide receiver uh, reverse he gets a first down so they have the ball right now looking for more points already up seven and moving it deep into raider territory there is another game on uh, super bowl wild card weekend uh, a super wild card weekend, rather, here. And that is the Patriots against the Buffalo Bills. It's the trilogy. And uh, like Ali, Frazier, we're finally going to get a winner uh, this year and decide this thing uh, two two ways for the victor and one for the loser here. Look, the money has come in slightly on the Bills. This is about four all week long less. It's up to four and a half here at BetMGM. That total is low at 43 and a half. And you can understand why if you watch the first matchup in Orchard Park. But that night, as you have, uh, I think, laid out there pretty well, the wind was really a factor in that uh, Monday night matchup. Is it going to be as big a factor? We know it's going to be bitterly cold in Buffalo, but the wind really will dictate whether or not Mac Jones attempts more than three passes this time around.
2: Well, and Buffalo is getting bet here because now you're seeing four and a half or five early move of course was on the Patriots But I think the Bills actually were the better team in both games Uh, They were one break away on that Monday night game uh, on maybe you know half a dozen plays or so because you know a misplaced Josh Allen throw Dawson Knox dropped one that would have been a key first down a missed kick so you saw in the second game, the Bills dominated that rematch, 33-21, to 21, beat them in yardage, 428-288. to 288. Bills were just 4-7 in the red zone, you know, and the Patriots, if they weren't 5-6 on fourth down, it might have been a more lopsided game in terms of the rematch. If you're a trend player and you believe the trend is your friend, you're probably going to like what you see out of the New England Patriots because when you look at it, Bill Belichick is an underdog. I know it doesn't seem like he's an underdog very often, but Bill Belichick as an underdog uh, has been very good in his career. He's 32-11 and 11 against the Bills when he's been a coach of the New England Patriots, covered 61% of the time. One thing to look at, uh, Bill Belichick uh, in terms of road underdogs of seven or fewer in the wild card round. It is 28-14-1, so that is 67% and he has been good in this role And that's what kind of kept me off this game a little bit because I did lean with the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Bills uh, were my pick in the AFC to go ahead and uh, represent in Super Bowl Belichick, you look as a road underdog and since 2003, 27-15 and two, eight and zero as a road underdog off a loss. Of course, the Patriots did take a loss down there in Miami last week. Wasn't enough to save Brian Flores' job, but that's another topic for another time. So. Look, uh, the Bills, we know that they've been you know, in close games, they haven't gotten it done, but in their wins, they win by the most margin of any team in the league, and they are very much the bully. And they can bully the bad teams. They're not getting a bad team necessarily here, but they were dominant the second time around. This might be one though, I may wait to see if the Bills score early and then come in on the Patriots live. But as of now, no preflop play for me.
3: Yeah, I'm right there with you, Wes. I kind of see it the same way. I like the Bills, I don't love the Bills. In this spot here, they were clearly the better team the second time around because they ran the football so much better than they did in that first win game. But they really tried to throw it with Brian Dable and company as the offensive coordinator calling those plays. I thought he called a much better game in New England. I look for more of that from Buffalo. Very quickly, the total is 43-and-a-half. And I know the trend player is going to play the under because that's what these what that happened the first time around in Orchard Park. Do you see a different game? Will it be a little bit more wide open? Or do you think that, that number, as we mentioned, these numbers are really, really close. You're not getting great value either way here. The numbers feel right. Does this number feel right to you?
2: I lean a little bit to the over, and that's what I would play if I do end up playing this in the next few hours. Uh, lowest total on the board here in the playoffs at 43, 43 and a half. I know it's going to be cold, and it's going to be below 10 degrees. you got two northeast teams, by the way, that are going to be very much used to that. Cold and temperature does not affect totals, and this is something I think, you know, kind of a little credo to live by for betters if you're going to bet totals. Temperature does not affect totals. Precipitation can affect totals a little bit, but look, we've talked about it when it snows that we like the snowvers. Mm -hmm. You know, snow does not make games go under. They often, more often than not, make it go over. It's wind here, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of wind here in Buffalo. Not like that Monday night game where the Patriots obviously took advantage of it, so. I would lean to the over here at 43 or 43-and-a-half.
3: 43 I think this is very sage advice, as always, Wes. Very quickly, the Raiders' defense bending, not breaking. They've held Cincinnati to a second field goal got a here. Yeah, they finally get that pressure that you mentioned here. So 13-to-3 right now. Uh, the Bengals in the lead there. So we'll get back to that game in a moment. But let's talk about some more prop scenarios here for the Patriots and Bills here in the final couple of minutes before we have to take a break. And again, Mac Jones, 198-and-a-half. Well, you better hope he throws it more than three times. You want to play that over. And then Josh Allen as well at 239.5, only 40 yards, you know, basically about 40 yards more than Mac Jones. You see the touchdowns there uh, in the the different juice options at at one and a half passing touchdowns. And same for the interceptions if you think one or both might throw one. Anything jump off the page here to U.S.?
2: You know, I would lean a little bit with the Mac Jones in terms of the over here because uh, if you look, the Patriots, I know that they're not a sexy team based on, on, you know, obviously that game that we all remember for Monday night, but they're a good and balanced team. They're the only team in the NFL that ranks top 10 in passing and rushing in DVOA both offensively and defensively. Uh, you know, uh, it's it, you know now uh, what what do they say in college, Dave? Freshmen are now sophomores <laughs> once they're in the postseason. Right. Well, Mac Jones no longer a rookie here, and, and Bill Belichick has got to let him try to throw the football down the field. However, if you look at the Bills, if you watch them defensively, their weak spot is the run defense. Damian Harris had 103 yards and three scores in defeat. Last time out had the winning touchdown in the first meeting, so if I were looking for props, I'd be looking Damian Harris over and maybe in terms of uh, carries and perhaps even yards. Yeah,
3: I like your idea there on Mac Jones going over. I think they will try to dummy it down for him, Bill Belichick, to try to keep a safe uh, receiver options here. And, and I think you're, they're going to have to do something through the air here because you got to think that, that Sean McDermott's going to game plan to try to take away... Damian Harris and uh, Ramondre Stevenson here and make Mac Jones beat them through the air. So there should be ample opportunities for Jones to make plays in the passing game. Right now the, the Raiders with a big return here off the kickoff. They're going to have the ball about their own 40-yard line here west. 10 minutes to go here in the second quarter. 13-3 to Bengals in that lead. When we come back Ian McBetz, that's what we call him on Twitter. Ian McMillan's going to join us. I believe he has a wager on every single game here in Super Wildcard Weekend. We'll get to his thoughts and his plays when you come back with us right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: America on vSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Get replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast. Get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, First Strike, and many more. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Dave Ross alongside West Reynolds, who also does a great job with his golf podcast with Brady Cannon. Brady Cannon and James Sweeney will take over for Wes and I at the very top of the hour. Uh, but right now, Wes, we see the Raiders were held to three as well. But with 13-6, to six, you had first half under 24, so you still have life, my friend.
2: Yeah, first half under if you want to get on the end game now. Twenty six and a half minus a dollar twenty five. Seven and a half for the Bengals for the first half full game. Bengals minus ten and a half. Forty nine and a half on the total. So uh, you know. If this goes over for the first half, I might be looking second half under. I think that's going to be baked into a number, but still just a little bit under eight minutes left to go. 13 6 Bengals.
3: All right. Right now, it's always a pleasure. You, you watch them here and listen on the green zone. Ian McMillan does a great job for us and also for BetSide.com as a writer and the Bacon Bets podcast. Got to check that out and follow him on Twitter at Ian McBets. Ian, very quickly in the podcast, how'd you come up with Bacon Bets?
4: Uh, I love bacon, guys. It's the most delicious thing you can eat on the entire planet. So it kind of rolls off the tongue. Bacon bets. I like bacon. I like betting on sports. It worked too well.
3: There you go. I think it's a, the simplicity in it is working for you, sir. All right, let's go because I know you have a play on every single game here in Super Wildcard Weekend. Uh, right now, as we mentioned, 13 to 6, the Bengals in the lead of the Raiders. What about the game tonight in Orchard Park? And Ian, we know, I know you're from Canada, it's going to be cold. Uh, Four and a half is what we're seeing right now at BetMGM. It's gone up a little bit, and the total at 43 and a half. Which way are you leaning in this one?
4: Yeah, I'm taking the bills to cover the spread in this one. Uh, It is kind of ironic, and it does kind of worry me a little bit, but it's kind of strange how a team from Buffalo is not really built to play in Buffalo. This is a team that I think would succeed a lot more in a dome, on turf, uh, but I'm still going to take them tonight, heading into the playoffs. I think they are, statistically at least, if you look at statistics, if you look at analytics, I think the Bills are the best team in the NFL heading the playoffs. First in net yards per play, second in DVOA. They're in the top three, top five in basically every single statistic you look at. I'm a believer in the Bills. I think we're going to see more of what we saw in the second matchup between the Bills and the Patriots. Mac Jones had one of his worst games of the season against the Bills. Bill's secondary ranks in the top three, top two, in almost every single stat. Mac Jones in that game, 14 of 32, only 145 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. So I'm hoping for a repeat performance we saw in the second matchup between these two teams. I'm going to take the Bills to cover.
2: And first game on Sunday, going to be the uh, seven-seed Eagles versus the two-seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers kicking off the NFC with the two AFC games today. The big move we have seen so far is on the total, and it's been one-way traffic to the under with the weather conditions that have obviously been bet and baked into the line for Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. Are you going side or total for this one, eagles Bucks tomorrow?
4: I am going, and I'm getting very aggressive with this one, guys. The most aggressive bet of the weekend. I'm taking Eagles just on the money line, straight up. I think they actually upset this Buccaneers team. I've loved the Eagles all season. I think they're being underrated, and I think they match up stylistically well with this Buccaneers team. People keep talking about how good the Buccaneers run defense is, and they were at the start of the year. But it kind of flipped as the season went on. They finished the season 15th in opponent yards per carry. We know the Eagles like to run the ball. They're very good at running the ball. And what's very interesting about the Eagles, especially on their defense, they give up the second highest opponent completion percentage, but they give up the second fewest yards per completion. So that tells me they're keeping the guys in front of them and they're not allowing a lot of yards after the catch. They're very good tacklers. These kind of fundamentals are huge in the playoffs. I think the Eagles are a live dog. I mean, obviously, if you don't want to get as aggressive, maybe me taking the money line might be a stupid bet, to be honest. But uh, I I would like the Eagles to cover. But I'm taking a shot, man. I I think they have a chance to beat the defending champs who, let's be honest, kind of stumbled down the stretch. Needed a fourth quarter comeback to beat the Jets. They didn't separate from the Panthers until late in the game there in Week 18. I think the Eagles are a live dog here. Dave, to Ian's
2: point, by the way, there's a lot. A lot of the math guys have loved the Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. all year. If you see them get bet, they take money most weeks, especially as the underdog. I know uh, our colleague Femi Abebefe jokes about the Siriani syndicate. <laughs> the Eagles do get support in the market every week. Got my support a couple times. So that's why, you know, this got to nine and a half, and then all of a sudden you saw some Eagles money. Still in teasable range for Tampa Bay. and that's what would make me a little bit lukewarm if I'm fading the Eagles.
3: Yeah, I, I get that guys I really do understand that because again uh, the only rookie head coach here to take his team to the postseason Rich Passacci I guess you can make the case as an interim head coach but Sirian has done a really good job. Uh, very quickly and Ian let me start off with you is there a buyback scenario on the over in this game to your game script of an Eagle upset? Uh, do you think it's low scoring or do you think they've got to outscore the Bucks ultimately and get this game in the 20s?
4: Nah, yeah, I, I would have to go kind of more towards, I think if the Eagles win, I think it is going to be a low scoring game. I think their defense is underrated. I think they just really need to run the ball, establish the run, keep the clock moving, keep Tom Brady off the field. If the Buccaneers get, off, get, get up to a lead early and then Jalen Hurts has to throw the ball, it's going to be a disaster for the Eagles. So I think if the Eagles do win, I'd be looking more towards the under.
2: And second game on the docket, going to be likely the game with the biggest handle. It is 49ers and Cowboys. When it goes to three and a half, you see the money come in on the Niners. No surprise, but pretty much three consensus in the market, 50 and a half, 51. 49ers had to do a win and in last week. They got the job done. What do you make of their chances in Dallas?
4: Yeah, another moneyline underdog pick, guys. I'm not taking the points. I'm getting a little aggressive this weekend. It's wild card weekend. Let's get wild. I'm taking 49ers on the money line. I got them at plus 135. I just think when you look at the numbers, both offenses match up quite similar. And I am sorry, Dave, that I'm betting against your your, your Cowboys here. But uh, the Cowboys defense, I mean, they have big names. They have Micah Parsons, everyone's talking about Trayvon Diggs, everyone's talking about. But statistically, they're not that good of a defense. 20th um, in opponent yards per play uh, and around 20th as well. I think it's like 24th in opponent yards per carry. They aren't a good run defense and this 49ers team can run the ball and they're going to run the ball. Um, I think Mina Kimes tweeted out earlier today that the 49ers uh, have a lot of motion when, when they do the run plays and the Cowboys are like Ranked second or third last in the NFL against teams who run motion pre-snap on the running play, so it's an interesting matchup. I think it favors towards the 49ers. I think they, I think they're the better team. in
3: I'm going to try to ignore what Ian just said there, but there's actually some validity to what he just said. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about the Steelers and the Chiefs here. Obviously, this is the biggest one on the board here as far as uh, point spread goes here. Twelve and a half right now at BetMGM with the Chiefs, the, the big favorite against the Steelers. What could possibly be different, Ian, the second time around from when Pittsburgh went to Kansas City not that long ago and they absolutely got rolled?
4: I think the only chance the Steelers have here is T.J. Watt. He's He arguably be, arguably might be the best player in the NFL, offense or defense, this season. If he can get, get to Patrick Mahomes, that might cause issues. But guys, I, I went on Twitter earlier this week saying, I honestly think the Steelers might be one of the worst players <laughs> playoff teams in NFL history a stat I look at the most more than anything else is net yards per play it's yards get, uh, gained per play on offense subtract yards per play given up on defense the worst teams in the league in the stat starting from the bottom it goes uh, the Texans the Jets the Lions and then the Pittsburgh Steelers fourth last in that stat they are a terrible football team I can't bring myself to betting on them I gotta I got lay the foot team
2: Yeah, Steelers, by the way, and we talked about this earlier, Dave, 2.2 points average in the first quarter that is dead last in the NFL so you worry this team's gonna get behind and like the game three weeks ago at Kansas City not be able to come back uh, Ian, about a minute and a half left to go let's get to the Monday night game Cardinals and Rams seen two-way action here both road teams won their matchups earlier in the season Cliff Kingsbury much better on the road as an underdog and he is at home as a favorite what do you like Cardinals Rams Monday night
4: yeah, guys, I bet on every single NFL game. That's kind of my thing. If there is one game this weekend, I wish I couldn't bet on it, be the Rams or the Rams and the Cardinals game. Cause I truly don't know what's going to happen. I am going to lay the points for the Rams though. I think they are a more complete team. Matthew Stafford needs to not throw interceptions. <laughs> All five of the Rams losses this season. He's thrown at least one. I think it's in three of those losses. He's thrown at least two interceptions in every game. But to be fair, There haven't been many, but every game that he hasn't thrown an interception, the Rams have won. So it's going to come down to Matt Stafford, especially because it seems like whenever he throws interceptions, it's a pick six. It gets returned deep into the Rams territory. It's bad news. So I am going to have to put my faith into Matt Stafford one more time. I'm going to lay the points to them. I just think overall they are a more complete team than the Cardinals. But uh, I might regret that if Matt Stafford throws two interceptions in the first quarter tomorrow or on Monday.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, hoping that Matthew Stafford doesn't throw a pick is kind of like the Liam Neeson, uh, Jeff from taking. good luck we'll see if that plays out hey ian always appreciate yeah. your time and your information again follow him on twitter as i do at ian McBetz. a very entertaining follow and we'll catch up with you again soon uh, enjoy the rest of super wild card weekend and very quickly we've got two and a half minutes to go here before halftime the bengals right now are deep in raider territory up 13 to 6 They've got a second down outside the 10-yard line. We'll update that scenario when we come back right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: sin
3: MGM welcomes you with a special offer on the Pro Football playoffs. Simply place a $10 moneyline wager on any game, and if either team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VECEN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy the playoffs like never before and earn M Life rewards that you can redeem at any MGM resort. Download the app, or go to betmgm.com, use the bonus code VECEN200 to win $200 in free bets if either team simply scores a touchdown in the Pro Football game that you bet on. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds as we wrap up betting across America. And Wes, you know it's not just a normal day in the life of us here at Visa. When you see James Salinas and Brady Cannon in studio, they're going to take over for us because it's super wildcard weekend. And right now, the Bengals, the live number 13-and-a-half, as we anticipate more points from the Bengals. They're up 13-to-6. We're at the two-minute warning. They've got a critical third and four at the Raider 10-yard line. And West, right now, boy, the Raiders got to get a stop here before half and, and hopefully – Uh, If you're a Raider backer, hold them to three, and let's see if this touchdown's going to hold, because it looked like Joe Burrow might have stepped out of bounds. This is a critical play here as Joe Burrow thinks he's got a touchdown, and we'll see how this is going to play out. But right now, Wes, the Raiders starting to leak some serious oil.
2: Yeah, and uh, they have ruled it, I believe, a touchdown on the field, but... We'll see we'll see if this is going to be reviewed. It looks like we do have a touchdown to make it 19 to 6, Burrow to Boyd, but I, I got to think that if this like is ch- that this is going to be challenged.
3: Well, you know what? I think the touchdown's going to stand because on the replay here, it looks like he got rid of the football before he kind of casually stepped out of bounds. The right foot was still in bounds. So, I cannot see how this gets overturned. This touchdown's going to stand, Wes. Well. Yeah. And that's it, that's to... just a
2: great play by Burrow and awful coverage by the Raiders uh, safety. They're taking tickets, morrig So, twenty to six with the extra point, it is going to be good. So, you know, now you yeah, Bengals are going to cover the first half. They're going to go over already. Adjusted number looks like, uh, uh, and we're still waiting for it at BetMGM because play is suspended. But. I would be looking to go second half under, depending on what that number is going to be. Uh, I, I don't know what the Raiders can really do. They got that r- one run from Jacobs, but. They haven't really done anything in the passing game here, and Cincinnati's kind of been doing what it wants. Uh, if you look at 197 yards so far of total offense for Cincinnati, 6.2 yards a play, Raiders 5.2 yards a play, but a lot of that was on that Jacobs 30-plus yard run. So, you know, now the Raiders going to have to throw the football, and uh, this is where the Bengals, I think, can pin their ears back and get pressure.
3: If you would uh, allow me to get on the soapbox here for a minute, And when you watch that play again, and for those that are going to watch this and go, how did I lose that first half under that I played? The Raiders, because of the rule changes in the NFL, laid off Joe Burrow as he's running to the boundary, and they are assuming he's going to step out of bounds. The Raiders' secondary, and look, I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying if you watch the body language of the Raider defenders, they gave up because they know they can't touch the quarterback at the boundary, and even the, D- the DBs looked like they gave up on the play, assuming Burrow was gonna go out of bounds. We saw this with Kenny Pickett in the bowl game for Pittsburgh on the slide, where you just can't touch the quarterback, and that looked like that's exactly what the Raiders defenders did on that play. Can't touch the quarterback, he's running out of bounds. Burrow, credit all credit to Joe Burrow for making the play, extending the play, and then throwing it in the last second before going out of bounds, but Wes, I will tell you, that is a product of the rule changes in the NFL where you simply can't touch the quarterback, and the Raiders' D line basically gave up on the play and it cost them a touchdown.
2: Well, and apparently, too, uh, I, I didn't hear it because obviously uh, we're in a loud sports book and can't hear the commentary. I don't think the broadcasters have even brought it up, but there was an inadvertent whistle yes. there as well, Dave, Uh, uh, right when Joe Burrow was throwing, and that's why you saw the Raiders stop. They stopped, I think, one of the reasons why they absolutely stopped playing. There was an inadvertent whistle that absolutely cost the Raiders a touchdown. The broadcast, apparently, the NBC broadcast has not brought it up. I'm getting the feedback here on social media, but apparently there was an inadvertent whistle that Jerome Boger or somebody on his crew blew, and that's why you saw the Raiders stop. And so I think the Raiders thought the play was dead, and that's why you saw the receiver so wide open in the end zone because the safety just stopped covering because he heard a whistle. You know, what do they always say? What do they always to teach us in wee football? You play into the whistle. Well, the whistle blew. So, nevertheless, Cincinnati going to be up 20-6 to six here. Minute 39 left to go. We'll see if the Raiders are able to get some points uh, in play uh, wagering, I believe, suspended at BetMGM. It was, uh, oh, okay, it's now 12-and-a-half I'm seeing and 50-and-a-half live play at BetMGM.
3: Yeah, all I want to say, is, again, uh, to your point, you don't see NFL players like that just stop the way the Raiders' secondary did. But I think the defensive linemen stopped because you just can't touch the quarterback as it looks like they're going to go to the boundary. they got to talk about this stuff in the competition committee because that literally just led to Mm -hmm. more points for the Bengals.
2: And maybe you ought to not put Jerome Boger on playoff games. One of my least favorite officials in the National Football League. You know, uh, not the most in terms of throwing penalty flags, but he's certainly up there and just absolutely blew it here. You cannot make that play in the playoffs here. And look, all credit to Joe Burrow. That was an incredible throw. Absolutely. And, and, you know, he is making the plays. And Cincinnati threw 30 minutes here, not quite 30 minutes. Clearly the better team, at least so far in the first half. But. That's something that changes a game. You cannot have that kind of incompetence from your officiating in the playoffs. Not
3: at all. 51 seconds to go before halftime right now. The Raiders have the ball a second down right about midfield as they try to get some more points before we get to the half. All right, let's get to the second game tonight. That'll be the Buffalo Bills against New New England Patriots. Four and a half right now, 43 and a half. And again, for those who maybe missed part of the show earlier, you kind of have a small lean to the over on this total. I'm sure that people are going to go, what? How in the world could you see an overplay, Wes? Could you explain how you might get there if wind is not that big an issue tonight in Orchard Park?
2: Yeah, and uh, when you look at it, that's exactly why I kind of lean that way is because we are getting cold. We are not getting wind here like the first meeting where it was 14 to 10, you know, one of the less aesthetically pleasing NFL games so far that we have seen in a primetime scenario this season. but. If you look, we know that Buffalo is the bully, Dave, and they're in really good current form. They've won four straight games by 15 points a game on average. New England has lost three of their last four, so that's why you're kind of seeing, I think, really, the, the uh, Buffalo Bills get bet here because it's like, okay, the two proverbial teams going in opposite directions type of thing. But remember before that, New England had a 7-0 straight up in ATS streak before they lost in Indianapolis. So, you know, this is a team that can get hot, uh, winds not going to be a factor. It doesn't look like it, it is going to be cold. I believe in the teens or maybe below 10 degrees here and. Look, I think the Bills, you know, you kind of see the weakness a little bit. Their weakness is stopping the run. And I fully expect that Damian Harris, even in that game that the the New England Patriots lost in the second meeting a few weeks ago, they were still able to run the football on the Buffalo Bills.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And very quickly, big play here from Derek Carr as they're going to get a a big run. So if you had that prop that we told you about with Derek Carr, Carr, that just hit. The over just hit on Derek Carr as he scrambles out and gets a big first down. They add on an Eli Apple holding penalty for five yards more. So the Raiders already in field goal position here. 37 seconds to go. We know how good Carlson is as a kicker. They are now about the 29-yard line of Cincinnati with a first down. They still have all three of their timeouts here. So potentially a very big drive here for the Raiders as they get a dump down. I'm sure they're going to use one of their timeouts at the 25-yard line with 31 seconds to go here before we Apparently, by
2: the way, Dave, let me get a clarification before we go on the air. This is Rule 7, Section 2. I'm reading this from Tom Pelissero of NFL Network. When an official sounds his whistle erroneously while the ball is still in play, the ball becomes dead immediately. Yes. If the if a ball is a loose ball resulting from an illegal forward pass, free kick, or fair catch kick, or a scrimmage kick, the ball is returned to the previous spot and the down is, is, is replayed, that has not been apparently on the broadcast of this game so and absolutely look the Raiders are getting outplayed this is not making excuses for the Raiders but a a bad enforcement and actually no enforcement of this rule apparently so uh, silver and black at the short end of that one.
3: Big time. You know, Wes, it's funny because you and I here, obviously, in our studios, we can't hear the broadcast, but we could pick up that something was amiss on that play without even hearing the call, and that's why I thought the players at the boundary just stopped to not hit Joe Burrow. But to your point, the Raiders had a stop. It was going to be forcing a field goal. So even if yeah. they interpreted the rule, the Bengals still would have another play, which they should not have been afforded if it wasn't for mm-hmm. a miss whistle here uh, by that crew. That's you, you cannot have that in any football regular season, but certainly not in the postseason as well.
2: Yeah, we try to handicap every variable, officiating toughest to do, even though we know the assignments. But uh, Jerome Boger and his crew absolutely botched this one. All right,
3: Wes Reynolds and I will be back with you tomorrow on the Green Zone. Don't go anywhere. Brady Cannon, and James Salinas right here on
0: Decent, the sports betting